This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. Every season in Major League Baseball is filled with injuries for every team. It's the teams that navigate the process and recover quickly that can have a special season like the Giants are having now. At the center of that recovery process is Dave Greshner, or Gresh, as he's known to the team. He's been a part of the Giants family for 23 seasons. This year is his fourth in his current role as Senior Director of Athletic Training. Dave takes us through what the job entails and what has gone into keeping the 2021 Giants on the field. You're becoming a, a forever giant. Four, four years under your current title, I know, but 23 overall years now with this organization. Give me a sense of, of what that journey has been like for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's been great overall, obviously. Uh, I didn't know when I started way back when that I'd, I'd still be here and be in this role, but, uh, you know, it's been great. You know, got to navigate through the minor leagues a little bit in San Jose and Fresno before coming to San Francisco and came up in the early 2000s and got to go to the World Series and, uh, you know, been able to experience a lot of really uh, great things with the organization, great people, great players. Uh, you know, I'm just in a, in a good spot here and really enjoying this season and this team right now. I imagine that your work is is like many things in baseball in that it's changed through the years. So how, how would you say the the general work you do has evolved since the time you originally joined the Giants? Yeah, I mean, sports medicine is changing all the time. Uh, we've got better technology uh, every year. We've got you know better people, uh, more skilled individual people. You know, when I first started here uh, in 2000 you know, we had three people on the medical staff and you know now we have about eight people uh, we've got a massage therapist acupuncturist uh, we do a lot of different things um, you know to try and get our players feeling good healthy and on the field every day and you know we'll continue to always look at new things and and you know, whatever helps us keep our guys on the field makes them feel good. So it, it's changed a lot, and it continues to change every year. Uh, kind of along those lines, I mean, we know the sport is is so run, at least to a degree, on, on analytics now. There's there's data everywhere. There's all this stuff that we dive into that, that we didn't used to. Uh, is it the same in terms of the health of, of the athletes? Uh, are you all talking sort of – data on their bodies and taking that into account in ways that you hadn't before 
Oh yeah, all, all the time, every yeah. day. You know, in our daily meetings, you know, there's the stat cast numbers, and we look at guys' sprint speed and how much uh, yardage they cover per game and per week. And you know, when guys are on base and running a lot, we we flag that. And when guys aren't on base and not running a lot, we flag that to to kind of get them up to speed in our training in the weight room with our strength conditioning staff. They do a great job of, of monitoring that uh, daily, and we have discussions on that. Uh, you know, we have some uh, analytics guys that help us in the medical department specifically that, you know, will give us some numbers and uh, maybe bat speed. It might be, you know, power output in the weight room. And, um, and then we kind of correlate it with how their body's feeling and, uh, and moving. And, uh, you know, try to talk to the player daily and make sure, you know, we can identify things before issues crop up. So we use that stuff all the time. It's getting better and better. The technology we use is, is better and better. And, uh, you know, it continues to evolve and we try to stay on top of it as much as possible. Uh, it feels like the Giants have suffered a lot of injuries this year, but maybe that's just somebody who follows the team speaking. I'm sure everybody always feels like the team they're following has bad luck and suffers all of these injuries. But So you tell me, how, how is this year compared to, to other years for you? Well, I think in general, baseball, you're seeing a lot of injuries across the board. Um, I think specifically, and I – take it personal and so does our medical team that you know we want to keep guys injury free but um, you know in baseball in general I think the injuries have spiked um, you know can we put our finger on it this year specifically I don't know you know it's it's been uh, shortened season last year COVID uh, different protocols uh, different training regiments that guys you know could or couldn't do in the off-season programs um, you know there's not really one thing to point to we we look at that consistently all the time to try and figure that out. But, um, you know, we've had our share of injuries. I think, you know, one of the, the things that I'm real proud of our team and, you know, it's, it's everything from, from Gabe to Farhan and Scott to our medical team is, you know, we've had some other guys come in and step up, but we've also been able to get these guys back on the field, um, you know, diagnose their injuries, treat them, uh, get them strong again and, you know, get these guys back. Uh, we've had some tough injuries, but we've also been able to get them back on the field. You see, you know, Listella recently back and, and Longoria. Uh, you know, and those are just a couple examples of guys that had tough injuries but, you know, are now back and hopefully here for the <clears throat> stretch run to take us deep into the playoffs. Well, not just back, but when they come back, it, it, it seems like guys have generally hit the ground running. You mentioned Listella; He certainly has. Longo off to a good start. Brandon Belt's come out and just whacking home runs seemingly uh, every night. So to, to what do you attribute that? Man, I'd love to just say it's all the medical department and all the great treatment <laughs> they're getting. And, uh, and I think that's part of it. But, uh, you know, it's – an individual credit to the each player, their talent, their skill. Um, you know, again, I think we have great integration with our um, coaches, whether it's the pitchers with the pitching staff or the hitters with the our hitting coaches, and you know, ramping these guys up the right way, uh, getting them on a rehab assignment enough to get their timing back, and then then also returning them, you know, strong from their injury. These guys have, have had some time down and. 
and really put the work in when you talk about Bell, Longo, and, and, and Vestella specifically. These, these guys worked really hard when they weren't playing, and that's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you know people don't get to see. But these guys uh, bust their butt, they're pros, and, and they really want to get back out there. And, you know, I think you guys are, are – everyone's seeing it now, uh, how hard they work, and it's showing on the field. Let me throw a real layman's view at you and, and see if, if it is true or not. It feels like you guys are maybe waiting a little bit longer than you used to to activate guys and, and therefore seeing better production right away. It, it feels to me, just as an observer, like the staff maybe errs on the side of caution with injuries in ways they haven't before, and maybe that's because of the depth that the team has. Is all that accurate or no? I think a little bit. I mean, uh, when you're successful and, you know, the team's playing really well, you can maybe take a couple extra days and, and make sure someone's feeling good and make sure they're a little bit stronger. So that that certainly helps. Um, so there's, there's some part of that. I think, too, just, uh, you know, Cap has been really good about, you know, not putting pressure. And same thing with Farhan about making sure these guys are good and ready to go. So they're hitting the ground running strong, and we're not having setbacks. Um, also, you know, the, the our physical therapy guys, uh, Tony Reale, Frank Perez, they, they've done a great job of uh, putting them, these guys through the paces um, to get them ready to be out there and be strong upon their return. And if it takes a couple extra days, uh, you know, we're taking it when we can and, and been fortunate enough to – to have that you know stressful sometimes in the situation you want guys back out there right away but also want them to perform when they come back uh you know the the names that we've sort of uh mentioned so far some of the specific injuries and the larger ones you've dealt with this year uh most of these guys are on the other side of 30 how, how do you take that into account how are injuries different for for 30 somethings versus 20 somethings yeah i mean you know we always discuss that you know specifically in the off season when we're looking at players and trying to prepare for spring training and get them ready and um you know i think we've been pretty fortunate we ha- we do have some older players but you know those guys know how to take care of their bodies as, as well they're really good at it they figured it out over time so that makes our job a little bit easier um but also i think this team specifically we've have a lot of depth, so we've been able to rest players uh, to keep them fresher. And, you know, Cap has done a great job um, of rotating guys in and out of the lineup to, to rest them. And you're seeing that with Buster specifically on his playing schedule. And, you know, I think we're seeing how productive he can be by keeping him on that schedule. And we've done that with some other players. And, you know, it's been paying off, and, and hopefully we can – continue that and learn from that, uh, you know, as we finish this season and, you know, look to sign other players next year as well. Yeah, it's it's been kind of a fun dynamic that uh, that you're talking about and, and uh, the, the let the old guys play thing. But it's also like, you know, let, let the old guys play, but, but only let them play maybe two out of every three games. <laughs> yeah, in a perfect world, that would be great, you know, but uh, – you know, we only have 26 guys on the roster, so someone's got to play every day. But, you know, I think being smart with the the rotations and listening to these guys and, um, 
you know, when they do have a little nagging something here or there, it's, it's us treating them, but also maybe, you know, trying to find the perfect day off uh, to help rest them. You know, it's 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 not a perfect science. It's a bit of an art. And then, you know, we're still trying to win games every day, so we need these guys in the lineup. We need them off the bench, whatever it might be. Um, you know, we want them out there as much as possible, but we also need to be careful so we don't lose them. Um, and that that's not easy when you're trying to win games every day. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Gabe and the team really manage. Uh, let's take Buster, for, for example, his, his innings. And I wonder from your position if there is something different about managing the health of, of a catcher, especially a veteran catcher. How, how would you describe what goes into that? Yeah, I mean, uh, there definitely is something different. I mean, and then in Buster's case specifically, he's just caught so many innings. Um, you know, he's got a lot of wear and tear from, you know, just being so productive over the years. And, uh, you know, so we have to be very specific and listen to him. And it's paid off. You know, and Buster's really, um, he communicates really well with us. You know, when something's, um, uh, not feeling well or, you know, if he thinks he needs a day, he's going to communicate not just to me but to Cap himself. And I think that's kind of brought brought on this schedule, and it's worked really well. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we're seeing how productive he can be if we take care of him. But, uh, yeah, take care of the catcher is really important. They, They get beat up back there. I think, you know, Buster probably doesn't get enough credit. he catches and how tough he is you know everyone talks about his hitting and his production at the plate which is great but man how much wear and tear he takes and the beating on his body and you know he just keeps going out there is is been really really impressive i've i've been lucky to watch it my whole career it's 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 been fun uh, we're, we're seeing some of the Giants pitchers this year kind of deal with an injury that I wondered if you would even term an injury. We see guys go down with arm fatigue. What, what goes into that, and, and how do you treat it? Yeah, I mean, it's August right now. Everybody's fatigued. Um, you know, and really uh, just try to get these guys uh, a little bit of rest. Um, you know, just being aware of last year when we played 60 games, um, you know, and some of our starting pitchers didn't pitch a lot of innings last year. Um, so just trying to monitor that and listen to them when they say they're a little tired and try to avoid the bigger injury of them hurting their shoulder or elbow because of the fatigue. And that's a real thing. You see it across the league all the time. And so we're trying to just be as proactive as we can, give guys some calculated rest, uh, give them some extra days when we have off days, uh, and and just try to take care of them as we can. These these 162 game seasons are grueling, um, and specifically when you know you're trying to build their innings back up from a short year the year before, um, guys are fatigued, and so we're trying to balance that of can they still pitch or should we try and protect them and and give them a you know a short rest so they can come back strong and, and not get injured. Um, and so that's some of the things you're seeing uh, across, not just what we're doing, but across the league. 
Sure, sure. Some specific players I want to ask you about. There, there was a time when the injury originally happened uh, when Brandon Belt went down. Sounded like surgery was being contemplated. There was maybe some mystery um, in terms of how this was all going to go. But, but look at him now, as we discussed. So, what what approach did you all take to to get him back to where he is now? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing on that was uh, trying to get the best information uh, for us and for Brandon. Um, and we got multiple opinions on his knee. Uh, we took our time to make sure we had the right diagnosis and then come up with the right plan. And uh, there was a, a bunch of things being considered at the time. And uh, But after you know doing the right thing, seeing the right people, and then letting him do the rehab and watching him really uh, – you know, push through the rehab and, and work his tail off. Um, he's been able to get back. And, you know, you mentioned it. How do he come back really doing well? He, he just worked really hard. He's done a really good job of strengthening his lower body to protect his knee. And, um, you know, he's been able to get back out there. It's, it's been great. I mean, we need him uh, the rest of the way. And he's been pretty motivated. So we're, we're glad that that worked out. Evan Longoria's injury was was certainly scary at the time because it looked bad and he had been such a key to the lineup leading up to that. We didn't necessarily know who was the right fit to go over there and play at uh, at third base. Uh, what can you share about what the organization went through with that injury and his rehab process? Yeah, that was a tough play when you know him and Crawford collided. Uh, you see two of your best players down on the infield, not, not comfortable as the trainer for sure. Um, you know, fortunately Craw was okay, but, uh, you know, Longo took the brunt of that force, uh, you know, right to his SC joint, your sternoclavicular joint. It's a small joint uh, right at the, you know, your clavicle and the, your sternum connects. And it's not a very common injury in baseball. We don't see it very often. It's, it, you know, it's, happens in motor vehicle accidents and maybe in football hmm. and collisions. Um, so it's not something, you know, we work with a lot. We sought some, you know, various opinions on how to handle it. Um, doctors across the country, uh, I think Longo saw three or four different doctors to get different opinions and how to handle this. And, and really it was like, he needs time. He needs rest and uh, let this get better. You know, and, and just being honest, like it, He's back playing, but, you know, it, that thing's not 100%. He, he still feels it, um, and he's going to for the rest of the season, is what everyone has been telling us. Uh, just, you know, another characteristic, how tough Longo is and how much he wants to be out there playing with the team. But uh, he has a tough injury. It took longer than we wanted. and uh, But, you know, Longo's, you know, he's, he's such a pro. He takes good care of his body, and he wants to be out there. And obviously, you know, he's still productive, even though that thing's nagging him a little bit. Um, you know, it was his left shoulder, and I was wondering, would, would this have taken longer if it was his throwing shoulder? Yeah, I don't know if it would have, to be honest with you. Like, he really uh, just was having more problems, you know, with his swing. Uh, that left arm coming across when he sets his hands uh, was problematic when we first started uh, getting back to swinging. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if the throwing shoulder would have been any better or worse, to be honest with you, because it's just 
it's a very small joint. You disrupted it, and it, and it hurts. Um, and so just trying to get that thing calmed down and comfortable was the main thing. Um, and like I said, it, it you know it's it's a lot better than it was. It's still uh, it's going to be there. Let them know it's there for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he he stated that the original prognosis was four to six weeks, and then he struggled with frustration. Uh, when it dragged longer, and as you said, this is something that uh, on some level he's going to deal with the, the rest of the way. So there's a mental side to this too. I'm sure you see that all the time. How do you help someone through that? Yeah, and and, and he's right. Like, you know, that's what a lot of the doctors said. They give it for probably six weeks, and then you can get going, and it'll be better. But uh, this definitely, you know, drug longer than we wanted. And, I, you know, we saw Longo's frustration. And then, you know, it's hard to sit in the training room and watch the team do so well and not be yeah. a part of it. And on top of that, he was on his way to being an all-star before this injury happened. Like, uh, you know, the day he got hurt was a pretty tough day for him because, you know, he knew what kind of year he was having. Um, so I'm sure that frustration on top of how long it took, um, you know, it's hard. We just try to to be positive with these guys, uh, you know, pump them up, you know, make sure they understand their, their head is in the right direction and give it time. But that's hard. When you play every day, you know, you want to be out there with your teammates and um, it's frustrating when you don't make progress. But, again, you know, Longo is a pro. And we just tried to support him as best we can and, you know, make sure he knows we need him back and he's a big part of this team and, you know, take your time and get right so that, you know, he can do what he did last night, help us win games. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. One of the players who's been hanging out with Gresh quite a bit this year is Evan Longoria. He, like many of the veteran players, was in the midst of a banner season until a collision with Brandon Crawford left him with a somewhat serious shoulder injury. I talked to Longo about the work that went into his recovery and his now successful return to the lineup. You guys have been rolling all season, and it seems like the chemistry is is high level. How would you sort of describe it compared to other teams you've played for in the past? Uh, It's definitely up there. I mean, I I think we knew – that we had a special group going into spring, but uh, didn't really know how special it could be. Um, and I think when teams get faced with a ton of adversity early on um, and they respond in the way that we have, uh, it tells you a lot about the group. And we've, you know, been been kicked quite a bit. And, um, you know, everybody that's come up um, and contributed uh, has been a big part, and and that uh, that that leads to, to special things. So we we're, we're very excited about the group we have in here. It's interesting that you you mention it that way because I would think in theory chemistry becomes harder when there's a lot of in and out and uh, injuries and, and and roster moves and and all of that, which has kind of become a definition of of this particular group. So how have you guys navigated that? 
Well, I think at the beginning, I mean, you know, obviously we have uh, four veteran guys that, um, you know, we kind of expected to be out there every day. Um, and then, you know, three of us went, have gone down. Uh, really, all four of us have gone down in, in short spurts at some point this year. And uh, there's been guys that have been asked to come up and contribute, and they've fit right in beautifully, you know, and played well and, and um, kept us winning. And so um, it's hard not to deny those guys, um, you know, the, the credit they deserve. And, and the reason why the chemistry is so good is because they've, you know, bought into the approach we have offensively and, and also from a defensive standpoint, lineup, you know, every the, the roster construction, um, you know, the, those guys have allowed us to be flexible and win games. Speaking of that chemistry, uh, on a personal level, what was it like to be in the middle of all of this and have it going so well and then have to leave for a while with the injury? <laughs> it was tough. It was tough for sure. I mean, mainly because, I mean, I know injuries happen. Um, obviously, I was, I was, you know, really disappointed um, when I when I knew it was going to be something, you know, longer than a couple weeks and, um so that was tough, um, you know, just just from a physical standpoint, just to rehab everything like that. You know, we can we can go through that if you want, but um, it, it also is very tough to sit on the sidelines, um, you know, and just watch. But uh, winning, watching winning, is much better than watching losing. So um, I was uh, I was happy to uh, you know to root on the guys and, and be a part of uh, you know the team in, in some small way and help help in, in whatever way I could. Uh, take everybody back to the injury itself, and, and, and what do you remember about that that moment and, and colliding with with Craw? Um, I mean, I remember the whole play. I, I didn't, I didn't like lose consciousness or anything, but sure. um, you know, it was just uh, it was just a weird play because we we had uh, you know it was, it was a big situation in the game. Like we were obviously, I think there was uh, Dubon had a ball that. Um, he misplayed or something. We had a runner on first, and then there was like a, it was like a squibber in between Craw and I, and um, it, it almost felt like initially we both kind of like were, we. I don't think we actually looked at each other, but um, we both knew that it was going to be a ball that was kind of like right in between, and um, just an awkward play for both of us. And um, I remember kind of hesitating at first, and then thinking, "Man, this is like a big play. Like I need to go as hard as I can and try and keep this ball in the infielder or get it out." Um, and I think both of us just had the same thought, you know, where we, we were trying to make a play out of ball and, um, you know, didn't want it to, to end up being one of those plays where we're just both standing there looking at each other and the ball goes through the infield. Um, and so it just it was just a, a bad sequence of events. Did you know something was, was pretty bad right away? Um, yeah. I mean, I knew – I didn't know what it was, but um, I couldn't really lift my shoulder up. So I knew that um, – there was there was something wrong. I just didn't didn't know what it was. Uh, this all happened when you were in the midst of playing so well. So take me through the first few days of the mental side of this, and and the realization that the season that you're having was going to be interrupted. Yeah, I mean, you know, personally, it it doesn't that 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 doesn't really bother me all that much. It was just the thought of like not being able to be out there. Um, it, it was uh, it was pretty tough. Um, I mean, the, the, the hardest part about the whole thing was just really not being able to sleep. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I didn't sleep right for, like, a month. You know, wow. and, and it still, like, bothers me to wake up in the morning just because I'm a side sleeper. And just, you know, I, you dislocate your collarbone. It's like anytime you lay on your side, it's just there's compression on it. So 
um, you know, that was the hardest part was like trying to rest and recover when I couldn't really sleep all that well um, for, for a long time. Uh, that's brutal. Did you, I mean, did you have to become a back sleeper or how did you sort of work <laughs> your way through this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I had pillows, you know, I was stacking pillows on either side to try and, you know, not roll over. But, um, you know, once you fall asleep, like your body just does what it wants to do. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of nights where I was just kind of waking up after a couple hours, you know, on my side in pain, but, um, I figured it out. Yeah. And, and eventually, um, I, I would say probably within the last two weeks, it's really just gotten back to being able to like sleep on my side comfortably. Um, but uh, it, it was it was a it was a long process. <laughs> you mentioned the core four, and and more on the four of you here in a second. But it's no secret you guys are are on the other side of uh, of thirty years old. Are are, are injuries harder? Yeah. Are they are they harder to handle now than they were in your twenties? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I never really had anything as significant as this. Um, you know, I broke 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 my hand once um, early on, and um, I've had hamstring stuff and just little stuff here and there. I mean, I guess I had a more significant hamstring probably like six or seven years ago. But yeah, I mean, I don't really remember it being that hard. But I think every time you have an injury, it's like it seems like it's the worst thing you know that's ever happened to you. Uh, <laughs> right. But. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think this time um, there's been days where I'm like, man, I just don't like I just don't feel like I'm recovering as fast as I used to, you know, and, and just hoping that like, you know, day after day, like I just sit around and, you know, do the rehab stuff and, um, you know, just just thinking about praying about, you know, when am I going to turn the corner? You know, when is it going to feel better? And, um, you know, I'm sure that stuff happens faster when you're younger, you know, and it, it takes just a little bit longer as, as you get older. I think that's, you know, the natural cycle of things and, and normal, but it, it definitely was tough mentally to, to just, you know, be doing the work, putting in the work. And, and sometimes you're just like, man, I don't feel like I'm getting any better, you know. Take me into that process. Like what, what was the, the timeline of recovery for you? Um, I didn't do, I didn't really do anything for about two weeks, week and a half maybe. Um, and then I was over, I, I went to Arizona cause that, that's where my family is. And, um, we have, you know, obviously we have spring training there. We have our facility there and our guys there. So I was able to go back, um, back and forth while the team was away. I was in Arizona, um, mainly just in the beginning working on, trying to get like the swelling inflammation pain, you know, down and how it's more tolerable. Um, and then as that progressed, we worked into um, like uh, stabilization, mobilization, trying to get range of motion back. Um, you know, all those things like my whole, like from the backside of my left ear, like all the way down, um, all those neck muscles were kind of like really spasmed up. Cause I mean, if you can imagine kind of like anytime I let my, shoulder hang down like it, it tugs on that collarbone it tugs on that you know the, the joint in the middle and so subconsciously I just had my shoulder hiked up the whole time and that whole like trap muscle everything in my neck was all spasmed up so it took you know the better part of a month to try and get that to calm down you know feel better and um, you know, help with the range of motion stuff so there was uh, it was pretty much just working like neck down to try and get everything back into place and calm down and, and get the range back uh, and then in the midst of this you, you mentioned being back down with your family baby number three right yeah yeah we have, we have a baby Lou. 
<laughs> just toss that into all this. No big deal. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of a blessing, you know, to be able to, to get my mind off of um, the whole process of coming back and um, not being out there and, you know, just thinking about all these other things. And then, you know, really um, the most important thing is, is family, you know, and, and having a healthy baby and a healthy wife. And, uh, you know, thankfully we were, we were lucky enough to have that process go really smoothly. Um, we had baby Lou and she was, uh, she's beautiful and she's doing really well. Uh, congrats, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, re-entry to the team had to be really interesting, I would think, because it's a different team uh, with even more confidence. Yeah. You guys, right, they, they solidify, you all solidified yourself during that the, the middle of the summer. And then there were additions namely Chris Bryant. Uh, so, so what was that like for you? Exciting. Um, obviously I'm, I'm watching the team every day. I'm here every day. I see what, what goes on and, um, you know, just, just always trying to have kind of my, uh, my finger on the pulse and just, just understanding, um, you know, where guys are mentally and, and physically and stuff. And so, um, my goal was to be, you know, ready to step back into, um, you know, whatever role it was as soon as, as possible. And, um, you know, like, like we touched on before, I mean, our team is so deep, you know, we have at any given time, you know, there's guys, probably three or four guys that could play in the big leagues, you know, at, at their position, um, you know, playing on the bench. And I think that's kind of the marquee thing about our team is, um, you know, we can kind of put uh, two lines out there, you know, we, we have so much depth. And so I just wanted to kind of slot back in, um, you know, wherever, um, it, it was best. And, um, and again, you know, the, the addition of, of Brian, um, you know, bringing bringing Tony Watson back, um, you know, all of the guys that have been up and down, I mean, have been such uh, key contributors that um, I was just excited to be back, man. It was so long, um, you know, just sitting around. So I, I just wanted to um, put the uniform on again and feel like I could, um, you know, do, do something to, to help the team win, not just, just watch. You know, and that acquisition of Bryant happens while you're you're starting your your rehab there, and uh, we know he plays all over the field. But third base is one of those spots. So, w- yeah. what were your thoughts when, when the team acquired him? <laughs> I was happy. I occasionally get a day off. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that that's um, th- that's going to be one of the uh, the benefits of of our team and the way that we're constructed. Is as I think that um, as we go down the stretch. Um, we're going to have the ability to keep everybody he- as healthy as possible, um, you know, and, and those days off down the stretch are crucial, you know, and some teams aren't really built with depth and you have to, you know, run out there. I- I've been, you know, I've been on teams like that where we've had a really good team, but, you know, we've got, especially in the American League, you know, you're, the benches are so short, you know, so the American League guys are pretty much, you're pretty much playing every day, you know, there's no like, bench depth there's not really a lot of pinch hitting there's no you know moves that happen so um it's 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 really nice from time to time to be able to get um you know a day off and and trust that that um that that depth is is just as good and and you know we're going to put a quality team out there still so days off are nice. Then again, the moniker "Let the Old Guys Play" has suddenly <laughs> developed, right? We got yeah. T-shirts. I, I mean, do, yeah. do you consider yourself a part of of this group? And and are you guys sort of in a in a fun way finding motivation oh, yeah. through that? Definitely. I mean, you know, um, in the beginning of the year, um, obviously, there's a lot of talk about our age as a group and um, you know the declining. 
uh, state of, of huh. the Giants veterans and all this. And so, you know, they're, they're, we definitely take some of that personally. Um, you know, you take it out there on the field. And, um, and of course, you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to do some of the things that you used to do when you were a 23, 24-year-old kid. But um, I think we all still felt like we have a lot to give, um, you know, to the game and, and on the field. And um, I think we've, we, we've been showing that this year and um, it's, it's been fun to kind of rally around that. Um, you know, I, I made those shirts um, based off of the design, obviously of the let the kids play shirt. Yep. Um, and it just, it just made sense for our group. You know, we, we are, I think pretty much by far the, the oldest average age group of, uh, of, teams in major league baseball or, or, you know, there might be a couple teams close, but I, I can't imagine that there's anybody much older. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's been kind of a point of pride and a point of emphasis for us to, you know, just kind of uh, enjoy being that group and, and uh, embrace what that means. Well, it, it also, it would be one thing if like one or two of you was, was producing at this level, it's all of you uh, seeming yeah. to be playing as well as ever. So come on, what, what's the secret here? I don't know. I don't know. Trust me. If I had the secret, I'd, uh, I'd tell you, but um, you know, it, it, I think years like this come and go, um, you know, it's really, really hard to be um, consistent and play at an all-star level every year. And so I think, um, you know, for the fans that have been here that have watched, um, you know, belt and craw and, and Posey do it for as long as they have. I mean, you know, don't take that for granted because, you just don't see it a whole lot. You know, guys that produce year in and year out at an all-star level. Um, and so it's been fun for me to be a part of that and to uh, and to watch that. And, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I mean, I've had years that are up and down. And, and, um, and this, you know, seemed to be one of those years that was going really well. And I think a lot of it is um, – is the group that you're with too, you know, when you, when you feel like you're kind of comfortable and you're, you know, you're, you slot in the, in the lineup well, and as a group, you have a great approach, like all of those things factor into um, your mentality going into the game and feeling like you don't have to like carry a group, you know, or be like the only guy that's, that's going out there and contributing, you know, you're not worried about taking a walk or, or taking a single the other way because you feel like the next guy's going to drive you in. And so those things are, are really huge for, um, the long-term, like, mental health of a hitter and, and of a group. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.